Julian, don't. Come with Trill and smoke a joint. Don't start drinking Swish, please. Swish is this old, dirty, shitty tasting, homemade fucking liquor that you can. Oh, you can barely get her into you, but. My fuck, does it ever get you some drunk? This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackman? Not a lot. My shoulder hurts because I've been, I've been pumping lately. Too much. Not my, uh, not my too cock. much masturbating? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, that came out of my mouth and I was like, fuck. That sounded bad. Like as as the P hit my lips, the first one, I was like, "Why am I saying this?" <laughs> you know, that's going to be used probably by some uh, assiduous fan to make like a like, song, like Wackerly's been pumping. I feel like people don't care about me enough anymore to make songs. I don't. They still make drawings and uh, Facebook posts about you. True. I, you know, I actually, I invite those fans. I think uh, maybe fans, maybe we should do some artist rendering of Wackerly pumping. Please don't. <laughs> if you do, make my dick really big. Pumping iron, I meant. Is that what you were pumping? Is it still pumping iron or if you're just doing like a push-up? <laughs> There's I, no iron involved. I think that is just like trying to push up your fat Yeah, I was going to say pumping know. fat. <laughs> your, yeah. That's what I've been doing. Your fat husk. Trying I to pull my fat up off the floor onto a pull-up bar. So, Wackerly, you probably can't tell, but I am uh, deeply vexed this evening. I'm uh, suffering from a bit of buyer's remorse, I guess you could call it. Are you it. remorseful about buying that you were beating? Oh, see, I couldn't. I was trying to turn it around on you, but it didn't work. What, do you, I, I, what, I did, you, what did you buy that you're remorseful about? Well, you know, I think every Jew suffers from buyer's remorse in one way or another. I think it's just <laughs> every like, time you lo- have to part with a penny. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a there's, there's a certain amount of buyer's remorse that you suffer. Unless I, you're changing, exchanging like a penny for like a nickel. Well, no, then well, then, yeah, I mean, or if you exchange like a dollar for like a bar of gold, then you wouldn't have buyer's. But, but I mean, I think it's like I remember I recall this as a child. Like my dad would buy a VCR, and he would just be depressed, you know, mm. for spending that two hundred and twenty dollars. You know, for a good few hours. I mean, he liked having the new technology in the house, but then he questioned whether it was worth the $220 that he spent. And I think I yeah. suffer from that because I obviously inherited it from him. But, but well, this... money, money provides a sense of security, which is, uh, can be irreplaceable. And when you have to lose it to get some gadget, you know, that, that sense of security that the money gives you is worth a lot. Like, the gadget better be good. But Jews like to take all that money and just, just rub the money all over themselves. You know, and so There's if you that, have, too. Yeah. It know, exfoliates you. you. Yeah. It's, it's just good. It's, it's you know, it's, it's just good. You, you feel close and warm and secure with all this money when you have a money bath. Jews do is that. that. Where you get, is that where you get your green pallor from, or is that just from not going in the sun ever? A combination both. of both. Oh. You know, there's no sunlight in my money bathroom. 
you know, the, in the bathroom where I have my money, my money pit. <laughs> There's <laughs> not like, much money in there. You're like actually. Scrooge, Mc, Scrooge McDuck has that giant vault where he'll just like dot. I do a high dive into it, and he's doing and the, the gold, backstroke. Yeah. But you just have like a little bucket. I just have a bucket. <laughs> Put about, your ass in. About forty-eight bucks. <laughs> Some all in, change. All in pennies. <laughs> I rub around, you know, I rub it all over myself. You just put your, your, your asshole in balls and just dunk <laughs> it down into this five-gallon bucket of, of change. So the buyer's remorse that I was talking about is of a, a different type of buyer's remorse that I felt. You, you know, so, so Wagner, do you remember last time you were here, I had this massive shag carpet. It's like a big black shag Every carpet. time I'm at your place, I'm usually shit-faced. Yeah, okay. You probably didn't, didn't, didn't recall. Because I think but... you roofie me every time we hang out. But why you do that, I, I, we'll leave that for another show. But... <laughs> my <laughs> secrets are my own. Um, no, I had this place. You know, when I lived with the ex, we got this shag carpet. It was something we brought together. We bought together and we had it in our house. And then she didn't want it, so I brought it. I bought it was it a black here. shag carpet and it was underneath the Puma coffee table. The, the Panther, yeah, the Panther. Panther. Black Whatever. Panther coffee table. And, yes, so, and so then I brought it over here and I've had it over here. But it, first of all, it's, you know, it's a remnant of my failed relationship. Uh, it's also disgusting because I haven't cleaned it and it's a shag rug. And it also How would you it's, clean it's, it? You got to take You got to go get it professionally cleaned. But it's heavy and it's just gross. I don't even want to touch more, it. More money you got to part with. Yeah. And then, I, mean, I don't know. There's like pubic hair and all sorts of other gross things inside of it. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to get rid of it and I, and you know, I wanted to get rid of it and this, and so this girl that I've been hanging out with, she said, Hey, why don't you buy my friend's carpet? You know, I can go pick it up for you. And, so it's, and I was like, Oh, what is it? And she was like, it's a cowhide rug. I was like a cowhide rug. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Like, well, and she's like, it's black. It's totally suit. You know, I'm going to get it for you. You can pay me back. So she gets it. She comes over and I, you know, I was trying to be cool cause I'm cool. And, you know, I just met this <laughs> Which girl. Is, yeah. You're trying not to. Have the Jew claw out and be like, no, I will not part with it. Well, part Jew, with a dollar. Jew claw combined with vegetarian guilt. Like, you know, I, I don't even eat these animals. And yeah, yes, I do, I do wear them. You know, I've always thought animals should be eaten uh, or more not eaten. Or, and, uh, but, but anyway, like uh, she brings it over and it's like, I mean, it's like a skin of an animal. It's like a hide. I mean, I'm talking like there's a place where you could tell its head used to be, and then there's like legs, and it's it looks cool. I mean, it doesn't. She like set it all up in my in my living room and all that. And but now when I walk in there, I the think thing I'm, doesn't actually have a head or feet or an actual tail. Or yeah, but like you that. could tell where the hooves you could were, where they belonged at one point. Well, you could tell, like you know, if if you you know if you had a cow head and you put it over you, you could know you know how to how to wear it so it looked like it was like anatomically correct. Well, you would do that because you wanted somebody to come up and milk you? Possibly. I mean, there's some role-playing going on with that cowhide. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I look at it, and I'm like, soon, oh, there's like a dead animal it's going to be just as gross as the shag carpeting. Just <laughs> leave it alone. Just leave it on the floor. But what's, why, why am I vexed about it when I have leather couches? I, I wear know. leather jackets. What's the difference with having a cowhide on the ground? It's the fur. There's it fur is, on there it. There is fur on it. It's, there's like Do black cows fur. have fur? I think cows have hair. No, it's there's like hair, but it's really soft. The softest. You, you think that's what it is? So it's like having a, a fur coat? I don't mind if a girl has a fur coat. Yeah, but a fur coat is, uh, you know, it's like chinchilla or mink or, I don't know, fucking muskrat. <laughs> what do they make fur coats out of? Beavers. Beavers, I think. Beavers? Fox? Yeah, Fox or, or a... sables. What is this? The only sable I know is uh, the ex ex woman. I don't know. Whatever. The, the small like the oh, small rodents. About, yeah, roach. 
Yeah, we already said chinchilla. Minx. Minx. But this is a fucking cow. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have this thing. Why? Why wouldn't you have it? You'd think you would have something like this because you'd have you like ta- you don't you like taxidermy? Would you have like a an animal's head on your wall? Yes, of course. I wish I, I could afford like a big moose head, like a bison, a bison or a tiger. So then, what's Which, the difference? Speaking of, I would love to. I mean, if I could have like a bear skin rug or a tiger skin rug, maybe not a tiger skin rug. I mean, they are endangered beautiful majestic animals but uh yeah i'd probably take i'd be like it was already dead i didn't kill it i just bought it from the thrift shop well that's what i'm thinking and you I know what i could get thing. laid i could i could get laid so much if i had a bear skin rug or a tiger skin rug but not in not in the bay area i think the girls would, oh yes you'd have oh, the granolas yeah. would come in and they'd be disgusted oh, by it i would go out and get some ladies from the delta and the central valley and bring them back so what sacramento I, area but no no girl wants to fuck on a cow uh, girls would want to fuck. I bet you if I brought this, if I brought a girl in, she'd be like, wow, that's kind of hot. I think she'd fuck on the cow. Are you going to tell her it's a cow or are you going to tell her it's some other kind of animal? I'm going to say it's like a, like an African water buffalo. Exactly. But it's not. It's a cow. <laughs> You're going to have to lie to her. There's if, even you gave a, her if you gave a girl multiple choice questions, or a guy for that matter, what guy wants to fuck on a cow? And you said, all right, we're going to fuck on some kind of an animal skin. Oh, okay. That's like kind of Conan the Barbarian. I can get into that. Well, okay. We've got a bear. We've got a mountain lion. We've got uh shit. I don't know. An elephant. Cow. <laughs> and we got a cow. <laughs> Nobody's going to pick the fucking cow. It, you know, it looks cool. Although there's a brand on the back of it too. Like you can see the brand. Like what, from like where- it says Ikea? No, I'm, I'm talking like an actual Coca-Cola? brand from the ranch. Oh, so, uh, you know, I think what it is, it's, it's too authentic for me. Like a couch is leather, but it's made into a couch. It's in couch form. A jacket is made into jacket form. This looks like a skin. Like it looks like I'm like Buffalo Bill with like the skin of a fat woman. You know, Just on cut my it ground. Into a, cut it into a rectangle. Cut off the part where you can tell where the head was and the legs were and the udders. I guess I could do that. <laughs> I just want to point out, because this is my first question, and maybe nobody else cares, but it's not a Holstein. It's not a what? A Holstein. What is a Holstein? Everybody, Holstein is like the archetypical black and white cow. No, just all no, black. no. This is solid black. Or brown. Dark brown. Dark solid, brown. Yeah. You, you know, you know. What the, I, all I'm saying is, I think uh, your buyer's remorse is justified. <laughs> well, herein lies a dilemma. Not to make you feel like an if artist. I altered the rug, the girl would know. You know, I already, I already. She, she bought this for me out of her own good, you know, on You're her own accord. Her back, though, she right? thought it would look great in my house. It does look good in my house. She yeah. set it all up. I think she would be disappointed in me if I hit it, but it bothers me to look at it. And furthermore, this weekend, I have, uh, you know, uh, Joe Kelly's coming down. Well, wait, Ben, before you move into that, uh, she is now obligated to fuck you on the on the rug, though, because now she's involved. Already have. Okay. Yeah, that, that's so already that's been good. done. Yeah, that's, no. That's and, a point in your favor. But she's the one who suggested it. And she doesn't she even does need wanna... she, She's a vegetarian, too. She well, likes to fuck on cow, cow fur. I think she just wanted to see what it felt like. Because it's, it's actually really quite soft. Like, you'd think cows would be really coarse, but it is kind of soft. Well, you know, the Lord designed it. Very smooth on a finely shorn scrotum. Believe me, I know. Um, what, were you rubbing around on it like a fucking dog with an itchy asshole? A dog on wet grass, Wackily, back and forth. <laughs> Are you still talking to this girl? 
Or did you wait till she left? I put on the soundtrack of Fiddler on the Roof. I just do it back and forth. And I just don't care. She can stay. She can leave. She can go anywhere she wants. Um, now that you've got the rug, you don't need a woman. <laughs> but anyway, so this weekend, uh, Joe Kelly's coming down. Um, I bought tickets for Bolt Thrower. They're playing in uh, Pomona. And we're, we're going to go check Ooh, this out. Pomona. Yeah, Pomona. <laughs> And, you know, there's probably dead cows in Pomona. There's ladies in Pomona who will fuck, who on, will a fuck on a cow for sure. And any kind of an animal fur. Roadkill. Joe Kelly's vegan. That dude doesn't even wear leather. So I'm going to hide the rug. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to put it as if I don't have a rug. I'm going to put it in the closet. Do you think I should? Do you think I should be ashamed of having the rug? I mean, I, I think you should get him really drunk and turn the air conditioning on up full blast in your apartment. And then when he goes to sleep on your couch, <laughs> instead of bringing him a nice sleeping bag or blanket or quilt, bring him this thing while he doesn't realize it. And, and he'll be so cold he won't know because he's drunk. And he'll just <laughs> snuggle up in it. I could imagine his, like, that would probably be his worst nightmare. To wake up just enveloped in cow skin. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I don't know what would happen then. He'd be yeah. really mad. He I don't think never, I don't he would never draw us a complimentary like promotional poster again. Yeah, I think I think we would be burning a bridge there. I don't know. Yet it would be really funny, so it's maybe worth it. It would and be. We should, and we should point out this episode is not going to come out until after he stayed at your place for the weekend. Yeah, and plus, I'd be taking photos and putting them on Facebook. Oh, vine that shit. Vine, vine it when he wakes up. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep it for now. You have to keep it for now. It's this 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 angle that the the girl bought it for you, or you know. Well, I bought it. She bought it. I paid her back. So I she actually coordinated the purchase, and now she has ownership in it. And she probably, when she comes over, says how nice it looks. You can't. You're stuck with it. Yeah, I you am can't, stuck Here's with what it. you do. Here's what you do. I'm going to tie it all together right now, which is what I'm best at doing. Put it on Joe when he's drunk. <laughs> Turn the air conditioning way up. When he wakes up. He freaks out and he ruins the thing somehow. He vomits on it. He slices burns it up it. with his pocky knife. He burns it with his lighter. He, I don't know. He goes so crazy. He shits all over the thing or he throws it into traffic. Case closed. Mea culpa. Act of God. And Even I know, though you technically yeah. did put it on him. And then, then it's justifiable that I got rid of the rug. And then you can say how mad you are at Joe to this girl and how you, know, you wish you had another one. Make sure she doesn't buy you another one, by the way. You know what we should do? This is what I should do. I should get Joe really, really drunk at TGI Fridays. Because TGI Fridays, he would, he would, drink, he would drink this booze. It's not even fully, it's not even real booze. It's rubbing alcohol. Then he's going to puke on the rug. I light it on fire. Done. It's an accident. <laughs> You're going to burn your bill. Who said anything about lighting on fire for, on your part? He has well, to do it. Okay, but I mean, he, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be so drunk on this rubbing alcohol infused liquor. Have you heard about this, Wackerly? Yes. This is, um, there's a, uh, there's is it, a, is it specifically TGI Fridays? I don't want to defame, uh, their, out of the 29 bars in New Jersey that were chosen for, that were investigated by, in, under Operation Swill, 13 of those bars were TGI Friday bars. So that's 13 now, out wait of 29. A minute, now, wait a minute. 29 bars were selected for investigation or 29 bars were busted doing this nefarious practice of switching out low quality alcohol for top shelf liquors. So more than 1000 bottles of booze were seized from 29 New Jersey bars uh, during a year long investigation called Operation Swill. The, uh, the investigation alleges that the bars and restaurants 
and the 13 TGI Fridays among them filled premium alcoholic beverage bottles with cheaper alcohol, in a couple cases rubbing alcohol, in an attempt to fool customers and increase profits. <laughs> I mean, you know, customers paid for the premium brand, but were instead poured a non-premium substitute. Would you know the difference? I, be- I believe I would, but um, who's to say? <laughs> you got to do, do the devil-blind test. Well, I think it depends on the time of the evening. In the beginning of the night, oh, of I would know the difference between Smirnoff and Grey Goose. But by 1.45, I probably don't care. You know? And, and, and this also relates to whether you're drinking the Smirnoff in some type of uh, like a straight-up martini or whether it's in like a vodka tonic or a Collins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's a mixed drink, it's a different thing. A mudslide. So, so they seized. Open- but they're not even. They're not even saying. They're not even saying Smirnoff to Grey Goose type of switch out. They're talking. They are literally talking about like, like, like rubbing alcohol, right? Well, or- and, and just that was like one bar, one isolated oh, incident. But oh. they said for the most part, though, they inspected the bar areas, raided the establishments, uh, seized open bottles of the following brands, like Vodka, Finlandia, Smirnoff, Absolute, Grey Goose, Kettle, Gin, Tangeray, Bombay, Rum, Bacardi. Uh, Scotch, Johnny Walker Black, Endures, uh, Whiskey, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, Knob Creek. And there is tequila, really no Cuervo. point in drinking Scotch unless you're drinking really good Scotch. That's just my opinion. I don't understand why you would drink blended Scotch. It just tastes like shit. Like even I Johnny think, Walker I think, Blue I think, I think doesn't somebody, taste that good. Yeah, I think people can make good blended Scotches, but if you're not paying like at least ten or fifteen dollars for the glass of Scotch, just move on to something else. So they, they claim here. They, Whisk bourbon is a good alter, like cheaper alternative. Well, you can get good bourbon, like bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon is just a good standard bourbon. Yeah, and it's, it's not, not that expensive. 15, and it's not $15. Right. So they took 100, the ABC tested 150 samples using a new testing technology, a device called the True Spirit Authenticator, which is uh, actually Wackerly's code name. Because <laughs> I could see you going into a bar being like, the TSA. Let me let me test this out. Yeah. Let's call over the TSA. You just walk uh, in. I'm with the government. Uh, <laughs> flash my fucking shitty plastic badge that I got at a toy shop. You're just oh, like, by the way, I'm not paying for any of this. I'm going to need another shot of that. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let me... Uh, what's uh, actually, can you go get the uh, Knob Creek there? And Can I have uh, the bookers? The bookers up there? Let me test that. <laughs> and uh, let's just break into the scotch. I'll take the uh, the twenty uh, year Macallan. That does that looks fake. You're gonna have to authenticate that. You should I do this think it's, I'm not the waitress <laughs> over there, and she can come home with me too. She looks pretty fake herself. <laughs> and then I fall on the ground, and I have to call the cop, the real cops. And then they're gonna be like, you, you, could, you could be the true Wackerly authenticator, the the second wave of fake cops, and come and get me. Would that be great though? They're just like, who's this guy again? Uh, that that's the true spirit authenticator. Yeah, he's just doing his job. He's just doing his job, guys. Let me help him up. <laughs> I could go up to Seattle and work with those uh, fake superheroes they have. So this this kind of bothers me. So what bothers me about it is I'm not sure, you know, if I if I would know the difference. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I think, it, I think it varies depending on the night. I think it varies depending on the drink you're ordering. But usually I'm just drinking. How many cigarettes you've had, what you ate that day. If, you've, if, you, if you eat a raw onion, 
you know, to pose an extreme example. And then you try and drink some kind of a, you know, fancy liquor and, and tell people what it is or what vintage it is. You're not going to be able to do that. Well, I guess I think it depends on what you drink. Like usually when I go to the bar, what I've been drinking recently is whiskey soda. And I'll drink, you know, whatever well whiskey. I don't even care. Sometimes if I drink straight up whiskey, it's going to be rye, just rye neat. Rye is milder than the bourbon, yes. But I would normally be able to, uh, you know, I could usually distinguish the difference between, you know, bullet rye or like Templeton rye. I can usually taste it. Well, this tastes a little bit better. It's got a little bit, a little more kick to it, a little more spice to it. But, you know, I just wonder when the people with mixed drinks, like a Jack and Coke, how would you know? How would you know what you're getting? Well, you shouldn't, and you shouldn't be ordering a Jack and anything, or sorry, a Coke and anything above like Jack or Jim Beam. You know, so, it's pointless. So this is what uh, the uh, New Jersey Division of the Alcoholic Beverages Control uh, claim here, the ABC. They said these establishments, and TGI Fridays is a you know corporate establishment. This isn't just some yeah, they're dive gonna bar. get fucked. Um, they were they're por- going to get fucked to the worst by Johnny Law on this one. They were pouring bottom shelf liquor into top shelf bottles and selling it to customers as the real deal. Sometimes, at a couple different uh, establishments, the fraud was a bit more blatant. In one instance, a bar in New Jersey mixed rubbing alcohol with caramel food coloring and served it as scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta under what you gotta understand what type of bar you can get away with that shit in. Right. It, in another, a bar filled an empty liquor bottle with dirty water and passed that off as liquor. No. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I, there, there, are some, there are some bar fly, you know, lifer type bars where, yeah, you can serve them rubbing alcohol that's colored brown and they'll be perfectly happy to pay $5 and keep drinking that. But what you can't do is serve a dirty drunk some dirt like some brown water and i mean he's definitely going to say this is not booze it's not getting it's not feeding my habit you know i've seen people though i've seen drunks drink you know how like at the end of the night they clean those trays in the yeah. bar and and there's like all this liquor that collects in there and it's you know it's just like what 30 different kinds of liquor and beer and i've seen someone i've seen people on more than one occasion drink it like they poured it into a glass and they just killed it but there's alcohol in it is the point yeah, dirty water is not alcohol. Well, that's maybe, not when say, maybe when they're saying dirty water, they do mean they, that they sort mean of like that. dishwater runoff that is all the little you know ends of other people's drinks. So this article I'm, I'm reading here is from uh, Slate, and uh, Slate was writing about here's six ways to tell that you're to tell whether or not your bar is passing off cheap liquor as the good stuff. So number right, one, number they one. say here is uh, use your senses. Uh, Thanks, what, Slate. <laughs> what's the difference idiot. between Grey Goose and Stoli? They say it's you know it's marketing really for something like that. But Grey Goose and Shaska vodka or <laughs> Five O'clock vodka. You ever have that? Taka is a really good one too. T A A K A. That one will fucking light your eyebrows on fire. So they say taste it first. Ask the bartender for a sip of that Doers before he dilutes it with soda. Who who does that? Do you ever Nobody. do that? Nobody. You're, you're ordering a vodka soda. And or doer soda. Or doer soda. No, don't do that. You're, you will immediately be labeled as the giant asshole, and you will not get any service for the rest of the night. If you're going to order, like, 
like a, a good scotch and you want like a little taste of it before you spend 25 bucks or maybe, you know, 50 bucks on a glass, then I think they'll give you a little sip. Or if you, if you're like, Hey, what's the difference between those two high end yes. scotches? They'll give you a little sip, but doers <laughs> don't do- ask for a sip of the doers. Before Johnny, you, you know, Johnny black, Johnny Walker. I don't, black. I don't know not, the different, but the Johnny red, the Johnny Walker blacks, like I think the middle one or something. That's I don't know. The middle the, one? Yeah. I think it's like the, the in between red and blue. Any, any of the, any of these that we're talking about, you're an amateur. Any of the ones that we can name, you're an amateur. The good ones. We we don't know the names of. We're not that cool. Yeah, we, we're, we're not that, we're not high end alcoholics. Um, do the colors look weird? Does it smell like paint thinner? <laughs> <laughs> I that, wanted Jesus to smell Slate, like paint I'm glad thinner. I read this article before I ventured out to the bar. God, yeah, I wanted to smell like paint thinner. I mean, does the liquor? Wi- I'm reading the same article as you, by the way. Does the liquor whisper? I'm fake. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably shouldn't be drinking anymore because the liquor should not be whispering anything to you. That means you're too drunk. Or yeah, or you or you are literally like uh, uh, freaking out, like you're like hallucinating. Which means you're drinking something that you should, I don't know, only drink in small amounts, maybe? Yeah. Like, now, I, now I feel shame because I'm reading that the Slate article made the same joke. So let's move on to the next next thing on the list. Um, it says here, look for context clues. So it's saying if, uh, if a bar's cutting corners liquor, it's probably cutting corners elsewhere. And this is what's funny to me here. They say, yeah, is the sign handwritten or printed on cheap plastic? Does the bar use... Not actually pint glasses for draft beer, but plastic glasses. Instead of toilet paper, do they have coarse paper towels? You know that that kind of is, that's like every bar I hang I mean, out most at. Most of the bars I go yes, to. Which, <laughs> well, in the in the pint the pint the glass pint glass versus the plastic cup that says more about the clientele because they when the clientele starts to get more and more sketchy, that's when they break out the plastic cups because they know. You know, some of these rowdy dudes are going to start smashing each other in the head with the pint glasses. I don't need your posh pint glasses at your microbrewery. I don't need that. I can drink my fucking Johnny Walker out of like a plastic cup. I don't care. <laughs> do you? I kind of do. I like, I like this, how it says handwritten sign. Does the bar have a handwritten sign? So outside, is it just a bar someone wrote in crayon? Yeah. <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of retarded. Listen to your hangover. There are many different types of hangovers. The mixing yeah, that, that's, beer that's with good. liquor. That's good when I'm at the bar and I can use the time machine to go forward in time <laughs> and check out my hangover the next day. Another another really useful tip from Slate.com. <laughs> the mixing beer with liquor hangover. There's the 21st birthday hangover. There's the no, wow, I'm awesome. getting old hangover. Worst of all, there's the this shouldn't be happening hangover, which they say hits you when you drink something that you shouldn't be drinking. That's like the LSD hangover. Well, once again. This shouldn't be happening. Well, once again, how, on? how are you going to predict? High. How are you going to predict what type of hangover you have? The fact that you're even hungover means at least you got drunk. <laughs> you had a good time. Yes, you're not going to remember that fat time. girl that you just had sex with and possibly impregnated. I think this one, this item on the list is is like saying you know don't go back to that bar because they do shady things. You got to sort of trial by fire, you know. Yeah, like you avoid that bar because you've already been burned. Um, they say uh, travel with a scientist who is a true spirit authentic who has a true spirit authenticator. So that means just go drink it with Wackerly because he'll know he'll know if he's getting the real stuff or the fake stuff. 
Plus, if you get a drink and you're like, this tastes funny, I'll be like, I'll drink it. <laughs> Put it over here. Pass it over here. Waste Nancy not, boy. Not. <laughs> um, stay away from TGI Fridays. It's true. 13 of the 29 establishments caught in Operation Swill. Uh, we're at TGI Fridays restaurants. You know, I never like TGI Fridays. It does kind of suck, I have to admit. Um, the last thing here, and this is kind of interesting because I, I never would have thought. I don't understand the point of doing this. Uh, watch out for suspicious interbottle pouring. Does your local bartender have an odd habit of pouring the contents of one bottle into another emptier bottle? Yeah, I've heard about that. I actually, Why? I have a Why would you who, do this? I've had, I have a friend, a good friend, who's managed bars for a long time. And uh, she says that new new rookie un, untested bartenders will do this. And actually, they do it a lot for, for a very innocuous reason. For example, you've got a little bit of Jameson left in, in the bottle, and you want to exchange it for the new one because you, you know you're about to get rushed, you know, big bar rush, and you don't want to have to, like, go back and get the new bottle when you're rushed. So you're like, I'll open up the new bottle, and there's a little space in the, even in the new bottle, and I'll pour this little tiny amount from the old bottle into the new bottle. Why not just throw the it, bottle away? Because there's a little bit of Jameson in the bottom. Why not top off someone's drink? Exactly. That's what you would do if you were an experienced bartender. Or drink it yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd probably do that. <laughs> but rookies do it because they think they're being helpful. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very frowned upon and actually even illegal. And you- the Alcohol Beverage Control Agency in your state will, would, you know, if they see you doing that, you, it will be in very big trouble. So it's an infraction if you just pour for the for the reason that this slate article is talking about is you know if somebody sees you pouring one bottle in another they can never know whether you you know what you're doing whether you're pouring some lesser quality liquor or some you know even like dangerous type of substance into the bottle that's supposed to be Jameson. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, and that's kind of what what they're they're, they're claiming is happening here. They're purporting yeah. that people are pouring rubbing alcohol mixed with like caramel food coloring right the world of the alcohol beverage control uh agency is kind of interesting if you're ever bored and want to look into it i mean they've got all these crazy laws that as a just a lay person that doesn't run a bar or work at a bar bartending uh seems kind of ridiculous like for example uh let's say going back to the james example you're about to have a really busy night, and you look behind the bar at your stock, and you say, oh, fuck, we're out of Jameson. Like, we, we sell tons of Jameson. Everybody's going to want Jameson. They're going to be mad because we don't have any. Well, I'll just go. There's a liquor store across the street. I'll just go buy a bottle or two and bring them back here. And, yeah, it's probably going to be more expensive than I get from my wholesaler, but whatever. It'll get us through the night. Oh, that's really bad. You can't do that. Well, why you can't ha- you do that, though? I mean, it's just, you just If you're in the business of reselling liquor, you have to buy it from, like, a licensed uh, – person who distributes it to bars and restaurants god that's just it i mean you i mean they get the they they they, they get it at a uh, lower cost they do but even more so the the alcohol beverage control agency doesn't give a shit about that they just care that it's like all sanctioned. licensed yeah. and sanctioned and recorded how much you got how much went to this place and that place uh another thing they're really concerned about is if you it, let's say you wanted to start making and marketing your own Irish whiskey. Like the shit that you can and cannot put on the label and the amount of scrutiny that they will put on your label is ridiculous. God, it just kind of blows my mind. It just not, seems like not such just, a non-issue. Not just the, yeah, not just the text, but like even if you wanted to put like 
a skull and crossbones with like a you know a lady with her like maybe like her cleavage showing like they would have a lot to say about that kind of shit and maybe you could get it by or maybe you couldn't it depends whatever they like you or not well I, you know I'm, i i kind of see them having i mean it's it feels like it's a waste of time for them to have these unnecessary laws that they tend to enforce. But this, they're they're they're, they're what do you call it? puritanical control over over this vice. Yeah, but outcome. this, I mean, this is a, uh, a, a a terrible infraction. I mean, this is like we're. I mean, they're they're deceiving us, the customers. I mean, they're they're we're being. I mean, basically, it's larceny. I, I tend to be sort of libertarian about this. If I go to a bar and I'm and I pay a bunch of money and I don't know the difference, <laughs> then fuck fuck me. I had a good time. I thought I was drinking really high quality stuff. If I go to a bar and I drink some shitty shit and I have a really bad hangover the next day, I should be like smart enough not to go back there. Now, so if I get poisoned and die, if I get poisoned and die because they put some stuff in a bottle that poisoned me, then th- now we have an. Yeah, argument. but it's kind of like food poisoning. I mean, let's say, let's say you got horribly ill, like you were mm-hmm. stricken horribly ill after drinking at the bar up the street, and right. you went home and you puked, and you're just like, and you puked for two or three days, and then you took your puke to go because you, because you're so sick, you took it to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Wow, you were drinking rubbing alcohol." Yeah. Well, I guess you wouldn't say anything at that point. Well, like that relates to the poison. Okay, that's you're being poisoned. If I eat at a restaurant, let's just get off the booze thing. If I eat at a restaurant and I and I get sick and barf, I mean, I don't go. I don't like file a lawsuit. I just don't go back there again. And I tell my friends that place is dirty. I got really sick after eating there one time. I mean, I guess it depends. it It was the bean dip. It, but let's say uh, you you uh, ended up getting really sick and you puked and a condom came out. Of my, because <laughs> that's what you conversation. You, it's really hard to eat a condom. Okay, well, whatever. You're really drunk. You swallowed it, and it was in your baked potato. You know, I mean, I I just feel like there's a certain there's a certain predicament, there's a certain situation where I would definitely voice my complaints, and I would, um, you know, I would have to like whatever, write a letter, a screed, if you will. Oh, oh, you're perfectly, yeah. Now um, you're perfectly within your rights to write a screed and publish it all over town and paste it up to the door like uh, Martin Luther did on the. Church. But I kind of agree with you. <laughs> but on that, trying though. to get the government to come in and control everything and lock it down, I just think that's. I well, don't know. you know, if they can it's, shut it's, down, it's a lot of wasted effort, and uh, you know, keeping people from doing good stuff. I think if they sh- could shut down a couple of TGI Fridays, they're doing a good thing. So uh, congratulations there, ABC with Operation Swill. Um, people, you're listening to episode 382 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Send them via Facebook or Twitter. And if we do give you credit for those stories, uh, we will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, we got some good ones here this week. A lot of, uh, there's been a lot of Sick and Wrong activity in the news this past week. So, um, yeah, that's true. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamNeve.com. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word 
Diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So, Wackerly, the first story here we have uh, for uh, episode 382 is is actually an honorable mention. I really, really wanted to do this story with every fiber of my being. I wanted to do this story. This story. I can is- see the disappointment in your face. Yeah, like th- this story is a great story. It's something that we would normally do if it wasn't overridden by another more newsworthy story, I suppose. Another more like, I don't know, important story. Um, the, sub- the subtext here is that I'm not going to give up the story I want to do. <laughs> so you, but you have to give up the story you want to do. You know, okay, so we, we do sick and wrong, we... We arbitrate which story, or which story is the most profound, which one's the most newsworthy, which one's the most like comical. Because you know, obviously, it's it's a dark comedy show, and so we want to present something funny. But then there's also certain stories that uh, you know we have many listeners that send the, send send in a story, so we have to do the one we want to do the one that's a, it's you know if there's a news if there's a breaking news story that is it's really you know it really you know in the in the truest sense of the word phrase it needs to have the je ne sais quoi of the week because sometimes it might be the funniest sometimes it might be the most fucked up sometimes it might just have some other you know some i don't know what we have a process that we use to select the stories and and you know i was really struggling with this one because this story that i'm giving an honorable mention to is perfect sick and wrong father it really is uh, this was sent in by Peter. He says, hey, guys, love the show. Listen every week for four years now. Fucker had it coming. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Deborah Ann Burns, Florida woman, far- says fart in face provoked knife fight. It's a, yep. great, it's a great headline. That's Everything about do, it. That's all you can do. That's all I can you do. move on now because you know, it, it did not pass. It, di- it didn't pass the scrutiny. It didn't. Um, you know, this, this other story eclipsed it, and we kind of have to do it. And plus, we have like 100 people send it in. Um, and, you know, the nature of the show is it's not like we can do it next week because... No, it'll, it'll but I want to give Peter an honorable mention because good looking out, man. You, you, know, you know the type of story that we do here on the show. And, um, and for that, uh, you get not a care package, but you get a sticker, just one sticker. That's pretty much all you get. That's <laughs> <laughs> honorable I mention. you happy. You know, you should be happy with that. So congratulations, Peter. So the actual story that we're going to do was sent in by Craig. He goes, hey, guys, I'm sure you've seen this, but whatever. It's not sick. It's definitely sick, but not a terror attack like a retarded print media has decided to call it. You know, that, that, that's an interesting point there, Craig. You can decide after we discuss this story, and I'm sure most people now kind of know what, what we're going to talk about here. You can decide. We can decide at the end. Make the decision whether or not you think this is a terror attack. If it's an act of terrorism, I'm not going to say anything else about it. We're going to talk about it. So uh, the story is obviously the most horrific news item of the week. Um, this happened in uh, London yesterday. A machete attack um, 
killed a, a British soldier is beheaded in a machete attack by two men on the street outside Woolwich Army Barracks in southeast London. Um, it, it was uh, we, sh- sh- we should mention that, you know, hundreds of people died in a tornado in Oklahoma. But yeah. this is more horrifying. Because well, okay, that natural is, That's a natural occurrence. Yeah, yeah. It's not – there's no nefariousness about it. Because I just – I can hear people bringing that up in my mind, and I wanted to head it off. I wanted to nip it in the bud. I mean, that, that's the thing. An act of God, a, a you know, a natural occurrence, isn't as sick and wrong as something as, as something as, as horrifying as this. Two men the, in their mid twenties. The act of God is horrifying, but it's not devious. It's, it's not tragic. Uh, depraved. It's not depraved. Yeah, it's not depraved. Like, like, listen to this. Two men in their mid twenties attacked a man dressed in a military uniform, killing him, and trying to behead him while all the time shouting "Allah Akbar" in front of witnesses. I mean, there were people on the street. It was a crowded street. What's the difference between Allah Akbar and Allahu Akbar? I think that's like, yeah, I don't actually quite know what Allahu Akbar is. I don't, I don't mm. know. Is that like? I hear uh, them both. Yeah, I'm I, not I'm, trying to make a joke. I'm really asking. I, I have no idea. I, I know Allah Akbar is God is great. Maybe Allah Ak, Allahu Akbar is God is the greatest. Oh. You know, nice, uh, nice contextual interpretation. It's a conjecture. I'm not nice sure. Conge- nice theory. Terrorists that listen to Sick and Wrong, please call the Sick and Wrong hotline and uh, fill us in on this. I think people say that that aren't terrorists. If you're just a devout Muslim, you just don't say it on a plane. Don't say it on a plane. <laughs> nobody's gonna. Even if you know it's legal, you're gonna. Nobody's gonna be comfortable. So what's fascinating about this story? And I think even uh, compounds the uh, the horrifying aspect of it all is they were brazen, they were fearless. They did not they did not care that the police were on their way with guns drawn to 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 shoot them to to apprehend them. They st- they stood there the whole time walking around. These two guys, these two Nigerian guys, walking around with a cleaver, bloody cleaver in their hand, and uh, and butcher knives, and uh, asking witnesses to record them on their on their phones um do you think they were high on uh the jankum or that that liquor the they made in south, <laughs> south africa what's that liquor we talked about i forgot but it was made uh wasn't it making like uh pregnant women were drinking it and they're having retarded children yes well whatever do you think they were fucked up on something it wouldn't surprise me if uh the, the if the mothers of these terrorists here um had been drinking that whatever that mixture was yeah, but the, the the terrorists at the time of the act, do you think they were fucked up? I I I'm I, I find it very hard to like be, make be humorous about this. I'm just I'm gonna ask serious questions. Like, were they on even like some PCP or something like that? Well, why don't you assess this for yourself? Here's a clip right. of the terrorist after uh, he was being. So one of the guys they claim that this guy, one of the guys, is. I a, really uh, don't want to hear this, but if you're gonna insist on playing it, well, one of the guys. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it. One of the guys is a Nigerian. Uh, they claim he's a Nigerian Islamist, a Boko Haram Islamist. Some which, kind of movement. I've heard I think of that. Before. Yeah, I think it's some kind of uh, some Islamic movement in uh, it's Africa. It's like jihad, like African jihad or something. I'm sure that's wrong. So here's a clip of this guy being filmed by somebody. And this footage is, it has been you know, widespread throughout the internet. Uh, but the dude, I mean, the guy is addressing the camera directly, speaking right into the camera. And Which is being held by an innocent female bystander, by the way. Isn't, it's not like the other perpetrator is filming it 
for the express purposes of, oh, now we've got to get this out on the airwaves. This is just some lady who came up with her, her camera phone. Exactly. Right? I mean, th- these guys didn't even try to flee the scene. I mean, they were brandishing their, uh, you know, their weapons, walking up to people, asking them to film them. I mean, they were like supervillains. They wanted the atten- They wanted the, the infamy. Yeah, supervillains usually use henchmen. Yeah, I guess they tend to do nice. that. They don't. Uh, but I think a supervillain would also defy the law. I mean, I don't think they would run and hide after committing an atrocious act like this. So well, let me let me play the clip. Yeah. The only reason we have killed this man today is because m- Muslims are dying daily by a British soldier, and this British soldier is one is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. By Allah, we swear by the he keeps Almighty saying Allah, that. we'll never stop fighting you until Which, you leave us eye alone. Eye for an eye or by so Allah? So why do you want to live by the Sharia? He keeps right, saying eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. Yeah, yeah, he goes on and on like this, saying, you know, it's an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, we'll keep fighting you. This the same terrorist rhetoric that they all use. But at don't, one point... Don't Muslims kill more Muslims than anybody else? I mean, does, isn't the Sunni versus Shia thing, isn't that what's going on in Syria right now? And uh, basically almost every other uh, Arab, and in, and in Northern nation. Africa as well. I mean, they, they, they kill each other. I mean, warlords kill each other, and they're like, you know, different Islamic, you know, groups. But what's interesting about this guy's, uh, his uh, speech here, when he was going off, and like, he, so he yeah. starts talking it's, at first. He's, he's like fucking Teddy Roosevelt making a speech. Well, no, his whole diatribe. He goes off in the beginning about, you know, we're eye for an eye, tooth for, tooth for a tooth. You know, we're just getting retribution on uh, all, all the you British soldiers killing, killing us, killing Muslims. And then at the end of it, he's like, I'm a good guy. If your mom was uh, trying to carry groceries up the stairs, I'd be the first guy to hold the groceries and carry them up for her. And right. I'm really sorry that women had to see this. But it had yeah. to be done. I'd like, carry your mom's groceries up the stairs, and then I would go down and murder her son. And just hack him up nice with, a, with a cleaver. I'm glad he's got a very you know, coherent outlook on life and his approach to life. So after the officers arrived, uh, the two perpetrators were shot. I mean, they, didn't even try, they tried to attack the officers. I think they, they wanted suicide by cop here. And they were tra- work, though. They're living. There. No, they're living, yeah. Um, they were transported to separate London hospitals. Uh, the victim... However, was dead before police even arrived on the scene, which, which leads me to question. I, rem- I recall back in like the 80s and probably probably pre 9-11, uh, none, none of the British policemen were armed. But that's changed now. Like now are they armed? I mean, are some of them armed? No, no, I don't think they are. armed. I, they, I think they have a gun in the car, the squad car. But I think it, you know, it's locked up in the trunk somehow, maybe even a separate compartment within, or the boot, as they would call it. Well, how long? And I think it... to the, the, you know, just the process of unlocking that thing and getting it out is, a, you know, a massive event that needs to be documented and justified and approved it's by the queen. Not, it's not some kind of a first response that you go to in any kind of a situation. Yes, approved by the queen. But but it makes me wonder though. I mean, it's you know you have guys with uh, with 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 hack, you know with guns and knives. I mean, shouldn't you be armed? Shouldn't maybe maybe it's time, UK, to arm your policemen? No, they would never stand for it. I I don't see why. I mean, with with violence like this, I bet you the, this is going to change the, the, the tide the of public of the opinion. The Kingdom would ne- would never stand for. It. I think uh, I think an act like this is going to change the tide of public I opinion. I don't. 
don't know. It's not like they would have been there on the scene and presented prevented the soldier from getting. But murdered. but these guys, these these two uh, the the perpetrators here were ranting for a few minutes, like probably almost ten minutes without without uh, police interference. But you're not going to convince the entire country to allow all the cops to have to carry guns on their hips because somebody was allowed to rant on YouTube. Well, if they would if they would have murdered if they you know I I understand where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to <laughs> downplay your point. But let's say they were able to murder like two or three other people because the cops weren't there in time with guns. Then you'd have a point. I mean, I guess they did just hack this one guy to make a point here. I mean, they're right. obviously making a political statement. Um, they said that military commanders have told troops not to wear their uniforms in public until further notice. Which is fucking ridiculous. I just find that uh, counterproductive. I mean, they should give the troops that are in uniform, like M16s, the right, the right to carry weapons. Yeah, that's what they should do. But then you're then you're, now you're you're going towards a police state. Yes, that could be problematic. I can see that. So okay, so what ended up happening here is they said that the uh, the two attackers like. We're driving down the street. Uh, they knocked the man down with their car, then jumped out. And they just... ran him down with their car. Yeah, but First it didn't kill him, though. They, they no. ran down the car. The guy fell on the ground. They jumped out with knives and a meat cleaver, shouting Allah Akbar the whole time and just hacking at him. Like hacking him to pieces, trying to behead the guy like, uh, you know, like they do in these jihadist videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet the government... Is, uh, is, is still reluctant to claim this as a terrorist attack. Which well, leads, that's the question. Well, that's the question. Like, uh, they said it's sickening and barbaric. David Cameron described the attack as truly shocking. But as of right now, I mean, it's obviously there's going to be more details that are going to unfold in the next few days. But as of right now, they have not yet deemed this a terrorist attack. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big question. It's a question that there's a question. There's questions about the question. Like the guy who sent this in seems very adamant that it's not a terror attack, right? How could this not be a terrorist attack? It's politically motivated. Well, for, why? Well, before we even get into the decision whether it is or isn't, who cares? Whether I'm not saying I'm not saying who cares in the sense that I'm trying to dismiss the question, but literally. Who are the people who want it to be a terror attack? And who are the people who don't want it to be a terror attack? Like I said, the sick and wrong listener who sent this in, in his intro message, said it's, he thinks it's clearly it's not, not a terror, a terror attack. attack. I feel the media, especially the sensationalistic media of the UK, want this to be a terror attack. Because now they have a whole subject to exploit. Whereas I think the government wants to prevent mass hysteria... And label this as an isolated incident of two madmen, two insane lunatics that hacked up a guy in an isolated incident. This isn't, you know, a widespread, politically motivated terrorist attack. That's my, my I, take I, I think that. that I think that's maybe a little. Sim- I mean, aren't there conservative wings of the and, and agents in the government who would love to use this to justify sort of larger crackdowns on immigration and. Uh, you know, just just sort of trying to control Muslim the religious Tories. activity within the. Gu- I don't know if it's the Tories. I don't really the understand. BNP. I think Americans often think that you know labor equals the Democrats in in the United States, and uh, the Tories equal the Republicans. But that's not always the case, <clears throat> right? I don't think it's, it's that. Not, kind it's of not a one to one. Sure it's not I a one to one. Yeah, there's a lot of different weird shit that goes on in in the UK, and I'm sure they 
see us the same way, but you can't just make those clear analogies. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying there has to be some people in the government who would like it to be, you know, uh, labeled as a very terroristic thing and have the yeah uh, okay the appropriate response be enacted. But that I think it actually being like I that. think those conservative groups though have to acknowledge the repercussions of labeling this a terrorist act, such as uh, they said in Woolrich. Riot police had to contain an English Defense League demonstration that turned violent, uh, while elsewhere two mosques were attacked. So think about it. You know, if they, if they start labeling this as a terrorist attack, they're killing British soldiers. I think there's going to be violent reprisal, especially in the UK. And the English Defense it, League it, is just do those, one. Do those league, people? The, do the people group. who would who would who would make a violent reprisal care that the government labeled a terror attack? I mean, if you're the type of person who's going to get violent about it. Like you, la- that person labels it a terror attack, and they don't care if yeah, fucking but, David Cameron says it's terror. But or if not. David Cameron says this is an official terrorist attack, you know, but we are at war with groups of people, and we're not going to tolerate emboldened. this. Then all of a sudden, the press is going to take it. It's going to be sensationalized, and then every drunk working, you know, lout um, right. is going to be at the a people, bar. The people are on the Stella's. margins are going to swing over to that side. And then, like, then yeah, the English Defense League was start a brown leg, burn down the mosque, get them out of our country. And so then it's going to be just complete mayhem. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, in my opinion, I think this is a terrorist attack. Well, let's, okay, let's, let's analyze it from the point of view of people who aren't really involved, you know, like we're at a distance. Like what? In the U.S., this would be a terrorist attack. What may, what makes it a terrorist attack though? They, okay, it's it's politically motivated. Right? I think I think that is a huge. It's factor. clear from the speech he's he's talking about. He says in his speech, you you know, you people in the UK should should overthrow your government, and then these kind of things won't happen anymore. So well, he's saying he's terrorist. saying you know they're we're going to keep killing you eye for an eye until you pull your 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 soldiers out of um, out of the Middle East. Right. So I think the fact that he's aligning himself. With with terrorist groups and uh, the in you know that the and and Muslim like Islamist factions, I think uh, I think that I think that's a terrorist attack. I think that's what makes this a terrorist attack. He's trying uh, to spark uh, fear in the country. But so, okay, that's that's a second point. You know, are 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 people fearful? And this is how I would associate this with terrorism. Are people fearful that this will happen again? You know, these people are these guys are in jail. They're obviously not going to commit the same crimes. But are people fearful that there's other sleeper cells that are going to do the same thing unless this guy's demands, i.e. Uh, get British troops out of all these Muslim countries? Is, is that really happening? You know, they said that they've uh, they they intervened to stop two different um, jihadist attacks that were being planned in the UK. So over I think the same time over the last week also. No, over the past uh, like several years. So I oh. think, uh, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. But who knows? I mean, this is obviously widely publicized. So maybe there are other groups that are just like, you know what? Let's just go get cleavers and start killing soldiers. Which is a third question. Across. Like, I think people think of terrorism as something that's organized across a, a broad group of people. And that's the thing. The fact that it's just these two guys. But who, who influenced these two guys? Who you knows? know, and, and they were aligned That's why with it's a so terrorist hard to fight. It's but so they're disorganized. But they're, al- they're aligned or members of an Islamist group, Boko Haram, who's claiming um, responsibility for this. Hmm. So that's what. So that's, that's an- pretty. Cl- if, if, if the group claims them, you know, the group could always be coming at the last minute and saying, well, oh, we'll, we'll pretend like we had influence. But it, 
if the group actually does claim responsibility, then that's pretty damn. I think you know. I think How could it's, you say it's so too it's early just... to tell, though. <laughs> all signs point to yes. Well, all signs like... point to yes, but I mean, I you know, who knows? Maybe in the next four days, there's going to be some more details that are going to emerge. All I got to say. Oh, that that I, I will guarantee a hundred percent. When this show airs that we're recording now, yeah, which will be four days, days from, now, from now, we're going to sound like huge dumbasses because of the new shit that comes out. That's why I always so I look doing forward to the that. real popular news stories. But all I got to say about this, right now in London, I would hate to be the owner of a kebab stand. I just think it would be a really bad job to have right now. Londoners love their kebabs. <laughs> they do. I think but... you, may, you may be the one guy who would be like, they'd be like, these fucking... I'm not going to say that word because we were told that it's like saying the N word, but oh, it starts yeah, with yeah, a P. Yeah. Uh, these fucking these brown people come over here. They try and bring their religion and they're cut up all soldiers. But uh, you're a good one. Give me another curry and a kebab. Make it real spicy. <laughs> He'd be like the one guy. They'd be like, oh, I didn't even realize I was talking for you. Think about this BNP members in English Defense League. Yeah, you, you, you know, you terrorize the Muslims, you, you, you attack the Muslims, you burn down their mosques, you force them out of your country. There's not going to be any more kebabs for you. That's it. There will be no more kebabs. So when you're drunk at whatever, midnight, is that when the pubs close and you crawl out of the pubs wasted? Well, it's like 10 p.m. Or 10 o'clock, you're not going to be able to go stumble into a kebab stand and get a piece of disgusting meat to eat. So I just want to let you know that. that some, uh, you know, just pasty, ginger, horrible-toothed, uh, you know, native Irishman or Englander <laughs> would have figured out how to make the kebab by now. You can't though. White people can't make burritos. They turn out like Taco Bell. So I'm just <laughs> well, saying, Taco it's Bell's like pretty good. I mean, it's not the it's not the authentic item, but it's it, you know it'll do. It, it'll do, but you're not going to get the re- you're not going to get the real thing. It's like getting liquor that has some rubbing alcohol and some food coloring you're in right. there, and you think it's you think oh, it's yeah. decent scotch, but it's not. So yeah, think about right. that, Englishman, when you're going to go torch a mosque. So, Wackley, what do you have here for the second story? I'm going to lighten the mood. All right. <laughs> Getting a little serious. You know, what? think about the lightest place on earth. The most haphazard, happy-go-lucky. It's Tasmania. <laughs> it's got to be Tasmania. The map of Tassie. I just think of the Tasmanian devil, just fancy free, I spinning used to. around like a whirling dervish. When I was a child and I heard of Tasmania, I used to think of the Tasmanian devil from Looney Tunes. But ever since I started doing the show, and an Australian listener called in one time, when I hear Tasmania, I think of the map of Tassie. Oh, the map of Tassie. I forgot about because that. Because Tasmania looks like a woman's pubic hair. In pubic region. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, mostly the hair. Map of Tassie. See, you forgot, but I didn't forget. Because I remember that kind of shit. Well, I like shave girls. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Although they're fine. I'll take them either way. Anyway. <laughs> Airy armpits, I don't give a shit. <laughs> in Tasmania, a man, uh, he set up a video camera to capture paranormal activity in his kitchen. God, this guy sounds more... More insane than the terrorists chopping up uh, British soldiers. Sounds very Tasmanian. Yeah. 
Have you seen the movie Paranormal Activity 1 and 2 and maybe there's a 3? I don't, I don't fucking know. Have you seen the Australian scary. version of those movies where they just drink a ton of Fosters and think they see ghosts? I think I'm about to talk about it. <laughs> Crikey. I the think whole, I see whole, a ghost. The whole movie is uh, it's like in the Blair Witch Project vein where it's found, quote found, unquote, found, found footage. footage. Yeah. And you talked about like the VHS movie, and there was another one too, right? The uh, there's a that. lot of there's a lot. Of, it's a it's a trend with current horror movies because it's so much right. cheaper to uh, make a found footage movie. Although uh, Ethan Hawke made one that had pretty high production values, Sinister, Sinister, Sinister which yeah. I liked, but I heard other people hated it. You know, I hated that movie, and I think I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. It's because the villain, the uh, the um, antagonist the, in that movie, that yeah, the right. evil guy. Uh, they're, they're trying to make a new, you know, evil villain that they could, you know, make a uh, franchise out of. The right. dude looked like one of the guys from Immortal, like a black metal guy. Yeah, I thought you were going to say King Diamond. <laughs> or kind of King Diamond. Like, you know, he, exactly he had the like face that. paint and he's like in the, you know, they, they, you see him in the back of the picture, like in the middle behind a bush. And you're just like, whatever, dude, I'm not scared of you. Yeah, but let's face it. That movie was mostly seen by like Midwestern people who don't know anything about Merciful Fate or fucking the other band. Immortal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're like, oh, so sc- I've never seen anything so scary. <laughs> like, God, I went to that show and got really drunk, and some like Hesher chick blew me. It was ridiculous. It's not scary at all. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I never saw the paranormal movie, so the first one's scary. It's, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, they're very, they do a good job in the suspense, like making it really normal for a long time, almost to the point of boredom. And then something like really intense happens, but you think it's real because it's on the found footage. So your brain's fooled for a second. Huh. It's no Exorcist 3, but um, you know, there aren't many movies. <laughs> what like is that. Exorcist 3? Shining hardly compares. How many Oscars did that movie win? I don't remember. I think like 12. Well, he set up the video. I don't know why he thought there was paranormal activity in his kitchen. I suspect um, he would get bu- go buy food at the store during the day, and he would drink a bunch of Fosters, and then come home from the bar and eat all the food, and then he would get up the next morning and be like, Oi, mate, where'd all the food go? There's a ghost in here. <laughs> and I have this problem where if, when I'm trying to be like an English person, I sound Australian, and when I'm trying to be an Australian, I sound like Irish or something. So, you know what it is? It's the Australians sound like drunk English people. That's right. pretty much the way you have to be. But you know, but I see where you're going with this. The guy got really drunk on Foster's, comes home, eats all the food, and then he's just like, you know, where's all the shrimp? Because it was on the Barbie, but then it's all eaten now, so there's nothing on the Barbie now, but just like maybe pieces of shrimp tails. And then his wife's like, no, it was wallabies. And then she's like, yeah. and then he's like, no, Actual I didn't see The ghosts of wall. You didn't see him because they were ghosts. Well, that's what he's saying. They're, they're ghosts. wallaby ghosts. They're wallaby ghosts. He returned from work. The next day, and he reviewed the footage, as you do. And uh, he didn't see any ghosts. No, no wallaby ghosts? He did see his son and his uh, wife kissing and cuddling. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's, it's, uh, the son isn't her kid because he's, he had the kid earlier and now he's remarried. So it's the son's stepmom. So wait, wait. So it's his biological son, though. It's not her biological kid. Okay, so this is so it's not some creepy fucking Oedipal thing going on. It's just uh, the sixteen-year-old kid is is uh, fooling around with his twenty-eight-year-old stepmom. How old is this? How old is the dad? 
The dad. Fuck. It's like forties. He's maybe four, maybe even fifty. I thought I highlighted it, but now I can't find it. Maybe the article doesn't even say. I think he's a bit older, though. Isn't it kind of weird though to get your dad sloppy seconds? Maybe you realize that your dad's not getting anything. Maybe he can't get the wood up because too much Fosters. Oh, Generally, true. guys who can who can get a hard on uh, don't get crazy ideas in their head about setting up cameras to capture ghosts in their house. <laughs> You're just too busy. You come home from work, you drink Fosters, you fuck, and you go to sleep. It's when you aren't fucking that you have to like sublimate your sexual urges, and you're like, I'm going to get a camera, and I'm going to set it up in my kitchen, and I'll see if I can find some ghosts. That's exactly what they're doing. That's true. So I, the kid's know, like, shit, if your dad hasn't fucked your stepmom in, like, years and years, does that even still qualify as sloppy seconds? I have read, though, that Foster's is the number one cause of impotence in Australia. In Australia or worldwide? Just Australia, because they drink yeah. so much of it. It's the only place where they consume enough where it actually... Consume enough where it actually affects your erections. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know where well, I like it's Well, like I said, the footage... <laughs> You reviewed the footage, and his his wife and his kid were kissing and cuddling. He questioned her. She's not named, but like she, this is I find funny, and maybe some an Australia. We used to get a lot of Australian submissions, but this is the first one we've done in a long time. Maybe an Australian listener could uh, fill me in on this. She's twenty years old, but says for legal reasons she cannot be named. Huh, that's weird. Because she's involved with a minor. Maybe maybe she hasn't been charged yet. So they no, want, they don't want to. I think. She pled guilty. Oh, well, I don't know why. Like in this country, we would have, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Jody Arias or whatever. I mean, even before they're oh, charged Jesus with a crime, Christ, yeah. you know, their faces Her plastered over. all over every, you know, every newspaper in the country. She's literally going to be in prison for the rest of her life. She says she wants to die, but they won't kill her, which is hell. Do you think she's hot? I don't really know. I can't picture what she looks like. She's got sort of dark hair. I'm sure I would do her. Yeah, well, she's kind of attractive. After seeing the kissing and cuddling, this guy uh, questioned her, his partner. She downplayed the incident, uh, but the son confessed that they had sex three times in the preceding days, as a 16-year-old kid would. I, yeah, hey, I, could I, just, fucked, I fucked it three times, right? Could you just see him? High five, Dad. <laughs> High five, Dad. <laughs> nice marriage. You got a real tight vagina. <laughs> When's the last time you hit that? No, you know, I could, I could totally see that. I mean, it's like, it, you know, if you think about it, it's almost like a father and son, you know, ritual, like a coming of age ritual. He should almost be happy. I don't think, I don't think you'd like it if your son fucked his stepmom that was your wife. Yeah, I guess I'd be upset about that, but it's probably <laughs> be better than upset. him. Well, it's probably better than him going and getting like the two bit whore down the street. Here's something. No, it's not better. <laughs> this is your wife. Yeah, that's your kid's true. fucking her. On the fucking cowskin rug for no, for God's sake. This is something that's uncharacteristically reasonable for a guy, an Australian from Tasmania. The man called the police. <laughs> wow, he called he called the police. So this guy, you know, this that's guy's, very reasonable. Don't you think there would just be lots of like beatings administered all around? I, all I gotta say, this guy just seems like a milk toast nerd, doesn't he? Kind of, yeah. I mean, emasculated male. Like you can tell. Like he's probably. I'm picturing a Woody Allen type of figure here. Like he's just, he's very thin. He's very neurotic. He probably is scared of his 16 year old son. And you think it, he's 40 or 50 or something. And this 28 year old woman probably married him for his, his, for his money. 
You know, and, His Australian and, dollars. Because, because think about this: if it was the like the crocodile hunter, he'd whip the shit out of his son. Oh, there would be a knife in. Yeah, he'd throw be... him in a pit with a bunch of crocodiles. Is what he'd do. Exactly, and or at least like hold him over the pit. Actually, I thought you were talking about the crocodile Dundee there. Both. <laughs> my, my comments, my comments applied to crocodile Dundee, not the crocodile hunter. I just want to make that clear. Crocodile Dundee, crocodile hunter, Yahoo Serious. They, they wouldn't do the same thing. Though. Yahoo Serious would have done something, but not the same thing. No, okay, it would have been a little bit different. I think the crocodile hunter not would have done much. something different. I'm just making, I'm clarifying. <laughs> I thought we were talking about crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I have kind of like warm feelings for Bindi is why I don't want to uh, disparage the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. I don't want to talk about these warm feelings because this is a, uh, you know, not I'm not a, trying to bone her. I'm just saying, you know, it's like there, there's pedophile rings going I just on here and I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> I did not say I wanted to bone Bindi. I just said, you know, she's like a cute, young, precocious, uh, smart, intelligent girl. And I just don't – I don't want to disparage her dad on this worldwide famous podcast. All I'm saying, there's a guy with a beard and uh, dark glasses talking about how cute this six-year-old girl is. It's weird. You can edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) But back to the story. He called police, which is reasonable. Like he he didn't just administer beatings. He called police. They brought a video camera, another video camera because his didn't function because it recorded too many ghosts or something. And uh, on the video that the cops brought, she admitted to having sex with a boy twice. Wow. They didn't Stud. actually have sex on camera. Just to make the story a little lamer. <laughs> <laughs> they were just kissing and cuddling. But then she admitted on videotape. She also Heavy admitted petty. to uh, knowing that the boy was 16. So it's not like she's saying like that she didn't know he was underage. I mean, it's her fucking stepson. Like She doesn't know how fucking old he is. Well, what's the age of consent? I mean, 16-year-old kid? Oh, Interesting. Because that's what she does claim. <laughs> she claims that she thought the age of consent was 16. I thought it was, too. I mean, I thought in the, these other countries that it, you could be, like, 14 and have sex with a kangaroo. This is why they don't let you into other countries. <laughs> What's the age of consent in, in Tasmania? They don't say, but I assume it's 18. They say it's not 16. You know, that you, we, we were talking about this earlier. That makes no sense. For men, for males... It should be it should be a couple years young, younger than female. Several years younger. It, and, let, well, and let's just, make sure people understand. If you're a boy and a grown ass woman wants to fuck you and you're 12 years old, that should be perfectly legal. I think so. I don't think because that's it's a win win. And anybody who says that it's not a win win is a fucking retard. You know, the only time you ever get busted when your like hot substitute teacher has sex with you is because your parents find out, and your parents report her. Because you know and that why the fuck? And I, you know, I would seriously be like, "Mom and Dad, why? Why are you angry? Like, nobody. I'm not ruined. I was the great. I'm the greatest person ever right now at school. I'm so popular. I would be like, oh, but you might be damaged for your later relationships with your wife. Like, who thinks that? People who think that you, like you never have sex till you get married. I would be like, why do you keep fucking with my life, you goddamn cockblockers? And then run up to my room and slam the door shut. I was fucking that 20-year-old <laughs> substitute teacher like every fucking night, and now she's in jail, and I can't even get in there. Damn. Sucks. <laughs> like, none of the girls my own age will fuck me. Exactly. She was the best. They, they should make it, Mrs. like, four years Aldley. younger. Like four, You should be four years younger than a woman's age of consent. That's I, sick I and wrong. <laughs> I'm saying six. I'm saying six? for girls. Yeah, for girls, it should stay 18. 
But for guys, it should be 12. 11 is too young. At 11, you can, like, eat a girl out, a grown-ass woman, or uh, get a blowjob, I guess, at eight years old. I think when, you, when you're a male and you sprout pubic hair, that's when you're allowed to have sex with a woman. Well, that just that discriminates against boys who aren't as her suit. Well, possibly, but they might have one or two. Like if, okay, I think the court should be able to look at how many pubes you have. And if you're over 10, and then be like, it's all right. You have a, you have 10 years old or 10 pubes. Okay, if you're over 10 years old and you have over four pubes. Does length of pube come into play? No, it could be stubble. There's, at least there's something there. Then you should be allowed to fuck the 28 year old. Are you going to get out the electron microscope? <laughs> oh, fucker. This is a fucking in, unfeasible law to enforce. The Wackerly Pube Authenticator. No, that's not my job. I'll stick with the booze. The boys, fa- the father and the mom, the 28 year old mom, had been uh, in a relationship for 11 years and they actually have a kid together, a younger kid. Wait, the, bo- the, the husband? Yes. Oh, man. I think I missed one part that like, cracked me up, and then I'll be done. Uh, even after she conve- confessed on videotape to the cops that she'd been fucking the 16-year-old, <laughs> she uh, as she was awaiting trial or whatever, she uh, followed the boy to another part of the state where they had sex several more times in a hotel room. <laughs> God. She just can't stop fucking her stepson. <laughs> it's too hot. He probably looks like Bieber. God, she's just a, she is just a horny, busty sea wench, this woman. This is the lesson for all you Australians. Trollop. You drink too much Fosters, you're going to get a big Fosters <laughs> beer gut, and your son starts looking pretty ripper to your Sheila. <laughs> and then look what happens. That is the moral of this story. I had a too different comment written, typed out, but uh, Google Translate wrote that for me when I translated it into... Uh, Australian. But it's true, though. Too many fosters uh, could do no good. You know, I think it, too many fosters can ruin your marriage. So, so take heed, Australians. The philosophical question is how many, how many are too many? <laughs> well, you know, we might not know. I, I don't know how many fosters this, this nerd was drinking to, to get him to, like, not be able to get a boner and have to film ghosts in his kitchen. You know? No wonder what, what, his wife's fucking What if there were son. ghosts and they just got off the hook? <laughs> like nobody ever did find out whatever happened to those shrimps. I blame it on the wallabies. The ghosts of the wallabies. Yeah. Uh people send your story stick around podcast at hotmail.com. Uh we got a few phone calls here on the stick around hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh before we get to our first phone call, here's a word from our second sponsor, Audible.com. <laughs> Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, Wackerly, we've got a few phone calls here that stick around hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, here's the first call. Hey, T, Lance, it's Neil from my working again out with my friends for his birthday, Beck John. Um, oh, the main say, Lance, you are a butt nugget. Um, in case you wonder what that means, that's that little clinker that you get 
<laughs> hanging out your bum when you wipe your ass. Anyway. Wait, what did he say? He's calling me a dingleberry. Oh, he's saying a butt nugget? Yes. Oh, okay. He sounds like he's had a couple Stellas. A couple wife well, beaters there. He's at a party. Yeah, or a pub or something. I, I was told uh, over the weekend that <laughs> Stellas are, are beers for girls. Really? It's by a higher multi- alcohol By content. a couple different people. There's a higher alcohol. Do you, that, why do they call wife beater then? I don't know. This is, I'm saying, in the United States, maybe outside of the Bay Area. It's looked down upon. It's considered a feat. That, that totally surprises me. Because these guys usually, well, then what do they call Bud Light? That's what, that's what man's drink. Bud Light's a man's drink. Stella's not a man's drink. Hey, man, I'm not. It defies I'm, all logic. I'm not explaining it. I'm okay. just saying this is what I've experienced. I disagree with this reasoning, but all right. Um, and is a gay that question? Is, yeah. <laughs> you can't even so say it properly. So my mate's girlfriend <laughs> farts in his face. This isn't a sex thing, but apparently they have competitions of who can fart in each other's face. Just wondered, is that a deal breaker? Uh, yeah, be interesting to see what you guys think. Bye. Okay, Wait, so his girlfriend and her girlfriends are farting in each other's faces. No, it's his friend has a girlfriend who farts in his face, and they have a competition who can fart in each other's face more. So it's a well, girl. That's not gay. Well, no, there's no. It's it, the guy's confused, and he he kind of he mixed it up. At first, he was like, "Is it gay?" And then he and then he he tells the the the, the story, the question, and then ends in, "Is it a deal breaker?" So it's almost a new bit. Like, is that a deal breaker? A deal breaker to be friends with his this guy who's his friend? No, or friends if, with a girlfriend. No, I'm saying if you have a girlfriend who farts in your face, is that a deal breaker? But this guy said they fart in each other's faces. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but his, it said it started with the girl would fart in his face, so he would do it as a, retali- a retaliatory measure. Well, he obviously is into it. Well, possibly, but for it's you, not a deal breaker for but him. for you personally, would that be a deal breaker if you were sleeping and the girl thought it was really funny just to sit on your face and just fart? Probably not. That would <laughs> depend how, how long that you've not been be a deal breaker. I mean, when you say deal breaker, are you saying, like, I am dumping you? Or do you say, don't do that? Or do you smack her in the ass? And and uh, this would be that. Okay, if she's first in your face, you do have carte blanche to pin her down and give her a cornholing. <laughs> Wait, so I mean, if she could, says no, you don't want to rape her or anything. Okay, uh, you I'm saying like, really rape your girlfriend if she farts in your face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're going to get it. Like, you're, now you're, you think your butthole is funny? Like, you're going to get it. And she's got to be a little receptive. You gotta, don't get me wrong. But you are sort of allowed to push it to the limit at that point. I don't, I don't even think so. Like, I don't even want to get to that level. Like, I don't want to hear my girlfriend fart unless it's an accident. Right, but this is because you have this sort of weird juvenile idea about it, women. That it's not like, that. I know like, they like fart. buttholeless fairies. I know. I know they fart. I know they shit. I just don't want them to make a production out of it. I don't want to have to, like... I don't want to see my. You my don't girlfriend. want them to fart at all around you. Come no, on, be okay. honest. I don't want her to do. A you little... want them to hold it in and be uncomfortable, even if you've lived together for five years. I don't want her to do a little dance and then stick her derriere up in the air and just like shoot out a, a fart. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to smell it. It's 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 not something a woman should be doing. Oh, grow up. Seriously, why you? Okay, you don't mind if your girlfriend lifts up her leg and just rips a fart, cuts a fart right in front of you? Not after a certain point, no. I mean, How you many gotta years live and do you give a, it? You got to live and be a person at one point. 
you know what? I mean, there, there's the initial presentation. There's social decorum. There is. And yeah, if she were doing it in public, like, I, I get the impression that he's at this party. Like, why does this guy, the friend, know about it? I'd have a problem with my girlfriend farted around my friends. Because that's social decorum. I don't fart around your friends. I maybe fart around my friends if it's a camping trip, my guy friends. But uh, yeah, don't fart around my friends, hypothetical girlfriend. Okay. Unless, unless we're all in sort of a farting at a farting party. The, the, what what he's saying is, but like, she can fart around me. I don't want her farting on me. Like, okay, would you be upset if you're in a you're in a car, you're driving, it's cold outside, windows are up, and she just full on just rips a loud, smelly, rotten egg type of fart? I guess upset. Is open to a lot of interpretation. It's disgusting. I, I wouldn't do that. Would I, I be like, oh, why'd you do that? That's so gross. And like, I'm going to get you back. That sort of upset. Or like, I can't believe you did that. I'm mortified. Uh, I don't even know if I continue with this relationship, which is the impression I get that you would be thinking. Okay. No. <laughs> First of all, I I'm not that believe <laughs> you are flatulent in my Prius I w- as we were driving to Palm Springs. <laughs> This is a deal breaker. That's you. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Let's say you're taking a nap on your couch and you wake up, your girlfriend's ass is in your face. She rips a fart. Bear asshole? No, she's wearing her jeans or whatever. She farts right in your face and she goes, ha ha, I browned you. How would you feel about that? I'd be mad. See, I'm not, that's what I'm talking about. I don't care if she rips a little cute little bunny fart over there. I don't care about that. I care if she's like ripping some disgusting, gross Rosie O'Donnell type of fart. You don't know how Rosie O'Donnell's farts. I'm are. sure her anus flaps. They're probably pretty fucking. Bad. It's just disgusting. I imagine it's just foul, and I just don't, I don't want to even. I don't want to think about it. It makes it makes her seem less sexy to me. That's all I'm saying. Right, but I'm just. I guess this is what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. At at some point, your idea of sexy with a girl that you've been with for a while and live with or whatever, spend a lot of time with. It has to shift from this sort of you're this pristine uh, Galadriel from the fucking Hobbit movies or whatever, like vision of light, like vision of light and you've never fucking shit in your life and you don't like all you eat are like eucalyptus leaves like a fucking koala bear to like you know what? I find you sexy and I know you're like a normal person and sometimes you fucking go jogging and you smell really dirty and like, you know, that, that kind of shit. I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind a realistic expectation. Sometimes you eat a I big, have big an, piece of garlic and your breath is bad. You just no, got to be that, like, yeah, that's, that's sexy too. That's fine with me. But crude behavior, like crude behavior. I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't want a girl. I can get in. I can just get into the like, the like, okay, let's have fucking dirty caveman sex. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But I, I understand that. But what that I don't smells want, like shit. Yeah, but I don't want like okay. I don't want to brush my teeth and just have the girl like totally squeezing out a Lincoln log right next to me while I'm brushing my teeth. All right. I, I, Nobody I don't wants see it. that except your sister. <laughs> okay, for for me, I'd let it happen once or twice. If she keeps doing it on purpose, it's a deal breaker. I'm sorry. I mean, I would give her a fake sexy beating. <laughs> if you would give her a fake sexy beating, you wouldn't fart yeah. back. I might, but I can't fart on command generally. But I would give her a, like, you know, I'd smack her bare ass. I'd turn her over my knee. I would go and I would drive straight to Tonka Bar. I'd get like eight bean burritos. Well, and then I would wait until she was like sleeping. like an hour and a half later. I would wait till she was sleeping and then I'd full on like 
Auschwitz, that woman. <laughs> like I would cover over, cover over, just hold it shut and be like, that's what you get. All right, lady? That's the thing, really. I mean, what what girl out there is trying to compete with a guy in a in an escalating war of farts? It's Are you a insane, woman? Battle, woman. Are you insane? I know. It's like you can do your little bunny farts. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's I not going to compare to our polar bear At that point, you're agreeing farts. with me, right? Like the farts are cute when you're thinking about, like, oh, can you imagine the fart I'm going to do on your face? <laughs> and I, my je- my jeans won't be up. Pretty- my hairy asshole that I've been like walking around all day in the fucking humid Los Angeles summer weather is going to be planted firmly upon your nose. And put it this way: there's going to be spackle, and okay, it's inevitable. You shit on your <laughs> yeah, but it can happen. It can happen with a dude's fart. It happens. Mm. So I don't. I just. I just feel like women. I think you should choose your battles. All right. You should really. Yeah. It's like uh, remain civil. Yeah. All right, here's the second call. Uh, this is a follow-up, actually. Uh, hey, second wrong. This is uh, Christian from Oz again. I called a while ago about my parents' uh, sexual endeavors and their many amounts of BDSM DVDs. Do you remember this? This is an Australian kid. His parents are getting a divorce, and they started ordering all those sex toys. No, they're not getting a divorce. Not what, anymore. What happened? He he found a bunch of the sex toys and he was disturbed. Yeah, they were laying all over the house, like just lying around, and he like you know he'd sit on a couch and he'd sit on a butt plug or something. <laughs> it was terrible for him. Traumatic. I think the ghosts of wallabies left him. <laughs> um, this is just a uh, reply to that. Uh, the worst thing of them being cool and not divorcing and stuff is that uh, ever since around November or something. Whenever we're out with a family or friends or whatever, uh, or anyone we know, basically, my mom has to say she there's just some fucking tradition about her talking about her and dad in the bedroom, and even at my girlfriend's fucking 16th birthday party, because <laughs> she's fucking annoying. Um, the reason they were going to break up for a few reasons. Uh, Dad's a massive pothead, and he was supposed to give up at, like, 40, and he cheated on her, shit like that. Um... Why also, G, we don't drink Fosters. It's an imported beer, and I've never seen oh, anyone Jesus drink it. Christ. If you need a beer to, uh, to you know, make fun of Australia with, it's a VB, because that's what most of the Bogans here drink. Um, Victoria Bitters, he's saying that's what the Bogans drink there. Is that what he's saying? Because I've never heard any Australian tell us that before. VB. No, it's, well, the thing is, he's a kid, so he doesn't really know what Australians really drink. It's Fosters. Right. Also, my mom's 55. She is really fucking unattractive, and uh, even D wouldn't fuck her. Even <laughs> oh, D. speak oh, for yourself. Um, Dad smokes a lot of pot, which is awesome, because I get to do weed of him whenever I'm running low. And His parents actually sound kind of rad, don't they? Yeah. You and I bet you she is hot. Well, I mean, no, no kid thinks his mom's hot, especially if he's 16 or She's about five fosters hot. Maybe 10. Which isn't a lot of Fosters. Okay, 10 Fosters well, 10 hot. 10 is a lot. <laughs> but she's probably oh, like yeah, well, three. She's probably like three Fosters hot. And he's just saying she's not hot she's because he 55. hates her guts. I'm, I'm thinking. She's not that old. I'm thinking. Especially she, in Australia where she's probably, you know, hangs out on the beach and just the salt water keeps her skin nice. She's got bl- nice blonde hair and big tits. I'm picturing Paul Hogan with tits and a blonde wig. Why would you picture that? Just because it's just, it just it's bizarre and disgusting. <laughs> just that's what picture I'm picturing up, here. Picture this: Lucy Lawless. Was she Australian? Yeah, and she's probably forty, forty-five. 
You think in 10 years she's going to all of a sudden get super ugly and ratchet? She's like half a Foster's. She's like a negative Foster. She's probably a negative Foster's, yeah. She could fart all over my face. (laughs) I would love it. I'm 16, so you are pretty correct on that. Um, He's a kid. Have a good one, guys. Well, there you go. He's a kid. Don't fuck your mom. (laughs) Dad might get it on tape. (laughs) He might be that kid. Do not fuck your mom, kid. It's probably not a good idea, but uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm happy your parents are sticking together. You know, the parents that uh, play together stay together. I imagine so. Uh, just go buy them some Fosters and a dildo, and just save that marriage. They have tons of Fosters and dildos. I think you should just aren't are Australians just more sexually open? Like the mom talking about her and his dad getting it on. Isn't that just more accepted over there? I think in Adelaide it is. I don't know if is it that is where he in, lives, where the balls are always touching? Yeah, I don't know if it is in the other parts of the country. Um, most of the country is just nothing. Yeah, most of the country is just desert and a couple <laughs> dead kangaroos. Some fucking stunted <laughs> Joshua tree or something. So here's a here's the third call is this paranoid uh, woman here. So you guys have this podcast this week, and it's all about it's all about black people. <laughs> so. Which is good. I mean, you know. But, so, I live in Washington, D.C. And the name... There are a lot of black people there. Doesn't she have some kind of an English or Australian accent? No, she sounds American, doesn't she? No, I think she's, I think she's an immigrant. Hmm. I don't know. Let me, let me pay closer attention. The neighborhood that I live in in Washington, D.C. is quite black. Sounds, sounds American to me. And I ride a bus right. called the X2. And the X2 is completely inhabited by black people. It's not frequented by black people. It's just inhabited. Like, they live on this bus. <laughs> That's where black people live. Inhabited. <laughs> 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 like, little, like, hive clusters on the fucking roof. They like, burrowed into. <laughs> Here comes one of their X2. I'm and surprised they... she didn't say infested. <laughs> and she's calling us racist. And while I ride the bus, I listen to various things. And one of those things is the Sick and Wrong podcast. So I was listening to the Sick and Wrong podcast this week. The entire thing was all about blackface. <laughs> and, um, uh, just general racist shit. Uh, okay, she's missing the point of that. Yeah, we weren't being racist. No, we're not. We were pointing out that the Gregory brothers are racist. We were, exa- and we were at the same time examining the racist past of America. Yeah, we were examining uh, America's uh, colorful, uh, horrible history with racism. And 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 the the black uh, you're, the stereotype. You're on the, border, you're on the borderline when you say colorful. Okay, well, <laughs> but, but okay, but the the florid in, David Duke, the florid history of uh, of uh, of racism in this country, and and the stereotype of the black person as a performer. That's what we we're talking about, and that's what and that's what the Gregory brothers exploit because they are basically the KKK of the internet, right? Uh, and I think the Simon. Uh, several points called black people Negroes and like dandy Negroes, <laughs> all manner of things. Anyway, so 
dandified coon because that was the term that was used. <laughs> I warned you about that one, but, but that was the term several times. That was I was using it within context. Examine, you know, if if heard out of context, yes, that would sound like a, it's a very it's a pejorative. But it was used. I would like to, and I would like context. to point out that the U uh, N. UNCF, <laughs> the UNICEF? United Negro. No, you know the United Negro College Fund still maintains the Negro term. Yeah, they still although use I wouldn't it, yeah. use it in mixed company. Yeah, I mean they they, they use that. Oh, what what about the NAACP? What's that one stand for? I forget. National Advancement Association of uh, Colored People. Colored people. Yeah. You're right. So colored is also fine, I guess. But it still has a negative association. So yeah, I, I mean, we weren't I wouldn't using use it. The term colored. But we weren't using it in a racist fashion. We were pointing out that the Gregory brothers are uh, basically the KKK of the internet. I think this caller is <laughs> directing her rage at the wrong group. That's what I think. Maybe well, she goes because she knows we'll play the call, but um, if she sends a voicemail to the Gregory Brothers, they'll just throw it in the trash. Or they'll make a song out of it, and she'll be embarrassed. That would be embarrassing. My headphones on the bus, and at every point that you Simon says for Negro, I look around, <laughs> sure that every single black person on this bus can hear everything that that you guys are saying. She's a latent racist. Um, needless to say, it was a very paranoid bus ride, and I got off uh, uh, with quite a, a feeling of dread. But um, was the dread because you're surrounded by uh, black people? I don't know. If it, I don't know if this is like when you say that you can't be racist because you have black friends. But we've got a lot of black listeners. Yeah, there's quite quite a few black listeners, and I bet you they understood the point of what we were talking about. There's some female black listeners in Chicago who like this a lot. There's uh, remember the guy in Houston, Texas, Big Papa Smurf. Big Papa Smurf. You don't even remember his name because you are a racist. He's <laughs> <laughs> my best friend. There's uh, the guy in London. Thing. I can't remember. His, I remember Brixton. his real name. Brixton, the guy in London, uh, DJ Duo One. Duo. That, yeah, I didn't remember his fake name, and I didn't want to out him. But yes, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, that's that, that guy's great. About. And uh, so, I mean, we do have many black listeners, and I think they'd probably agree with the point that we we're trying to make—that the Gregory brothers are exploiting uh, these uh, poor, undereducated black people from the ghetto, and that's how they make their money because that's what they do. Um, this girl, on the other hand, you know, I think she might be a latent racist. I think she's overly sensitive. Maybe, maybe she's overly sensitive. At the end, it ended up okay, um, and oh. it's a pretty good podcast. Although, do you really need to get over the whole viral video thing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but best of luck. Wow, way to support I think, me! I think we maybe I think we maybe walked all over here a little too early because I loved the end of that. <laughs> way to support me there, negative Nancy. You know, yeah. What you know? Shove it up a flagpole. It, it, it is never going to happen. Shove it up a flagpole. See who salutes it. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Shove your viral video attempts right up your flagpole. <laughs> anyway, no, keep, no, do do keep trying to do it though, because it's always. I, yeah, I think you appreciate the failures. You know, I think you. Uh, I'll, pre- I, I'll be the first one to appreciate the success. Trust me, because I'm going to be like trying to sue you for part of the money. Like I came up with that idea, you dick. <laughs> give me, give me forty percent of the profits. 
I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to make an auto-tune song um, called Dandified Coon, and I'm going to dedicate it to this girl for pointing it out, and that's going to be a viral video. Of her saying it, not you saying it. Yeah, no, I'm going to have her saying not me. I'm going to have I'm going to take sound bites out of this call and have her saying dandified Negro or whatever, and I'm going to make a song out of it. You're not going to do that. That'd be mean. And it's going to be called White Girl on a Bus saying Surrounded by Negroes. That's going to be the name of the song. So I hope you enjoy it. And I don't I, think that's going to go viral. <laughs> she's very inspired. You just watch Wackily. You'll see what ha- you never know. You can't predict what's going to go viral on the internet. You can't. Anyway, that's what I always tell you. You can't try you just have to do you just gotta do it people uh call the show 206-666-3846 uh we did get a few emails i'm gonna have to get to those next week uh thanks for subscribing to the show on itunes uh, we do appreciate that uh, that is the best way to listen to the show i know we have soundcloud and there's other avenues um stitcher a lot of people listen to us via stitcher but itunes is the one that we endorse because you can go on there you can rate the show subscribe and it uh, boosts the visibility of Sick and Wrong on the comedy podcast page. And that's all we care about. Well, that and selling t-shirts. And you can buy t-shirts at the Sick and Wrong uh, podcast store at sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. I'm still in the process of making t-shirts. I know I say that every week, but I'm serious. We will be having t-shirts coming out very soon so you can wear them this summer and impress your loved ones. But right now you can go buy t-shirts at the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, we have larges and extra larges left. We also have a cafe press store with a bunch of t-shirts. Sick and Wrong song of the week here uh, was sent in by, what's this guy's name? Iolo from Wales in the UK. He says, this is a song by a friend of mine. His group is called NWA, <laughs> which stands for North Wales Asbo. And obviously, you know, you know you've, your band name has become completely ungoogleable and the opposite of search engine optimized. Exactly. Like no one's ever going to search for NWA or, or look at NWA and think North Wales Asbo. Just, I, just no. so you know. And I love how he mentions this here. As an aside, it's obviously a play on the original NWA. Really? Huh? <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know what an ASBO is. It actually stands for Antisocial Behavior Order, which used to be issued to chavs to keep them in order. It meant that they had a curfew of 7 p.m. and had to wear a tag so the police knew where they were at all times. It soon became a badge of honor for some chavs, so it was scrapped. I think it could have been salvaged by calling it something like the big gay naughty boy. And all chavs who had to wear one would have to wear a pink badge with it on. Oh, well, I hope you enjoy the song. Actually, it would be kind of funny. The pink or the big gay naughty boy. So it'd be a BGNB mm-hmm. instead of an ASBO. You have like a pink uh, ankle bracelet. Yeah. So the song he sent here was called uh, Maze G. Styley. It's kind of like one of those British rap songs that just, it's all right. You know, it's just. <laughs> Some people like it. Well, you know, there's like all these British rappers that think they can rap like American rappers because they grew up listening to us. But it's just, it's not real rap. It's, it's like this British European kind of rap. I liked Dizzy Rascal. Did you ever hear him? Okay. I like, I like Dizzy Rascal. I like Lady Sovereign. You ever heard her? I don't know her. She's kind of cool. I, I, I don't mind that, I guess. All right. All right. I take it back. Some of the European rap works, but if you want to listen to a it real... Is, it is displaced, though, right? It's like when... Uh, well, it's not like it because they were much more successful. But it's like when the Beatles took like you know, American 
you know, the stones, the stones appropriated blues music. They had much more success than these quasi rappers do. Well, yeah, I mean, these, these rappers, I mean, they're rap originated in this country. So it's like, if you listen to someone who's trying to appropriate the style, they do it in their own style. Dizzy Rascal does it in his own style and it sounds good, but I think most of them just kind of are, I don't know, kind of fall flat. Right. There's but, nothing uh, like two white guys from the Midwest spouting off on hip hop. Exactly. It's really you know, awesome. But, but all I'm saying, if you want to listen to a good hip hop band, listen to Wu Tang Clan. But uh, you know, this <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> but this one, this one isn't isn't that bad. Have this... you heard this Eminem? <laughs> it's, it's quite good. <laughs> I like his skin tone. And I'm not talking about the candy. <laughs> um, the song's called Maze G Styley. Uh, he also mentions here, I'd like to bring your attention to a guy in my school who has autism and likes to make videos on YouTube. I'm not sure what else to say about him other than he's severely, he doesn't say severely, he says severally autistic. So he has several forms of him? autism. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it might just be this guy. It might just be his he's own home videos. <laughs> self-plugging. Which but makes left- me wonder if he has autism because that's quite a brilliant strategy to pretend like it's somebody else but it's really you. I could see uh, Dustin Hoffman doing that in Rain Man. Uh, but he did send one of the videos. Dustin so maybe... Hoffman wasn't in Running Man. By the... Rain Man. Oh, Rain Man. Rain Man, right. yeah. Um, although the I would have... from the Family Feud in Rain Man? Or are any of these movies confused? I would have loved to have seen Dustin Hoffman in Running Man instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> You're on to something there, Wackley. Always full of good ideas. So, yeah, we're going to end the show here with this Maze G Styley. Thank you, Iolo from Wales, for sending that in. Well, people, we'll be back next week with episode 383. Until then, take a sleazy. Uh. All right, Clad, this is Maze G Styley from North Wales, Asbo, the greatest band, the Scaldy Looking Chain. You know what I'm saying? Better than fucking Led Zeppelin. Sitting in the bus stop drinking some cider A fickle looks past and I want to be inside As just walking over and tries to chat it up The only thing I can think of is I love yours or but She looked up and gave us a slap She was proffering to me, I tell you lad I swear to you, I'm telling the truth I think that it's back in my golf too Make up at 12 and start getting charged Smoking bud with a couple of lads What to do when you got 6 by 42 Say five and have the bus home for you Two liters of cider and a bit so rocky Chilling out with the lads And fuck me, I'm a wreck, out of my mind Fucking shit, I think I've got blind Oh no, don't worry, it's alright I think I've just turned off the light Waking up at 12, I'll get it jarred Smoking bud with a couple of lads What to do when you've only got 6 42 Stage 5 and on the bus home for you Looking up, get all crapped off Busting off shots, niggas on the floor And all the five all at my door Charlie Sheen talks about crap and face my craft rock so good, I can take you to sleep and show you that rock so good, I'm nothing to ask for that. I decide to roll and I creep. Smoking weed in the hood, we deep. I see some thugs and I throw up the sign. This is an assault, this is gang crime. Right in the hook. Me and my OGs don't do shit by the book. We outlaws, and when we ride with all, only motherfuckers better know the score. Yeah, riding in the low. We hear bumpers scraping on the floor. You can hear me backing this shit from Banker to Chromo Claw. Doppel's hospital, straight from the 
better We bust nine shots straight from undercover So I grab the AK and I start busting Taking him on out or triple OG's hustling Am I gonna get cornholed? Getting cornholed. Cornholing? Enjoying getting cornholed. Oh my god, yeah, do it! <laughs> Fuck me in my brown eye!